brand is the consumer's agent to the business, right? The brand is is the bridge, right? That's what brings people to the business. So for people to kind of, you know, for for business managers, business owners, to ask the question, any any uh, to ask this question in any relative way, why should I care about brand? Why does brand matter? Why does brand strategy matter? Why do I need to think about it just as much as the business? Why is brand just as important as marketing and sales and advertising and PR? It's because the brand is how you get your customers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everybody Brands podcast, where we know that if you don't have clarity about your brand and for your business, neither do your customers. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Everybody Brands podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have as a guest, Andy Starr, who's the managing partner of Level C, an education program teaching principles of modern brand to business professionals. Andy co-founded Level C, with international brand expert and author, Marty Neumeyer. Andy calls himself a provocateur for hire at the intersection of education, business, and brand. He helps clients outmaneuver competition and conditions in their markets. And he makes marketing, advertising, PR, and content work better, land stronger, and drive real results. He considers himself equal parts strategist, creative, and storyteller. And because he's a, prov- a provocateur, you can understand why I invited Andy for a conversation about brand and business on the Everybody's Brands podcast. So Andy, welcome to the Everybody Brands podcast from where you are somewhere in the world. Thanks, buddy. I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I am, um, but I, I hear, I've been told it's somewhere in Southern Austria. So <laughs> the mountain, the mountains, the... Uh, the, the fresh air, the, the um, proliferation of beer and chocolate and amazing breads and cheeses kind of, uh, you know, lend a hint, but that's, that's where in the world I am right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I know we had a little discussion about time zones. Um, I was recently in Tanzania um, less okay. than three weeks ago, and we were seven hours ahead. And I was, I'm, I was still confused trying to communicate with people on the West Coast of North America and explaining to them how many hours it would be before they got their messages. Yeah, it's it's it took me like it took a little bit longer for me to um, to adjust uh, to the to that massive time zone difference, especially when I've just been stuck in it for uh, when I was stuck in um, Central Standard Time uh, in Texas for so long, and now you know. I wake up, I can wake up early in the morning and my friends back home are still like up watching late night TV, right? And then, and especially with Marty having, you know, being in California, he's nine hours behind me. So it's like our, our window for uh, talking, jamming, collaborating, it's gotten so small. Um, but you know what? It's it's a it's a happy trade-off because the lifestyle and work style that I've had here for the past few weeks is just it's so awesome, it's so healthy. So um, I've been more productive, I think, in the last three weeks than I have in the last three months. So I can't oh. complain. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you know, what's it like working with Marty? 
<laughs> uh, well, being the prov provocateur that I try to be and having the sun right in my face and putting on my sunglasses, both for your podcast <laughs> and to answer that question. What's right. it like working with, what's it like working with Marty? Working with Marty is, I, I'll, I'll use the word I've used for the past several years. It's bananas. It's bananas. Uh, especially, especially because I, it started and, and, and I still am a, a, a fanboy. You know, I, I was, I was a huge follower, uh, believer, subscriber, devotee of, of him, of, of his thinking. W one of the things that I loved about his thinking before I even spoke to him, before I, before I met him, um, was it's just completely original, right? And, and so I had this, 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 this image, I guess, of him, this, this, call it the Marty Neumeyer brand for me was what I made it. And we'll get to that in a second. I know that that's, that's his, that's his jam. That's, that's his uh, claim to fame, but it's, it's consistent. He's just so original. He's so simple in his, in the way he frames a terribly complicated idea. Right. And so those themes, originality and simplicity, I, I was, I was, I always wondered like, is he really like that in real life? Is, is he like that when it comes to doing work with him? And I mean, the first time I spoke to him and then just since I've been working with him, it's absolutely true. He is all about originality and simplicity. And, and I thought I was a pretty simple-minded dude. You know, I, I, I always refer to myself as just a, a simple-minded caveman, right? And I talk about my caveman brain, but oh my God, he just goes way beyond that. I, I'm, I've been way too complicated for him. And people always ask, what, ha what, is, what have I learned from him since working with him? And the main thing, it's always the same. I have learned to simplify, 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 and prioritize originality, original thinking, it, whether it's just concepting something by myself, working, collaborating with other people, even with him. And sometimes, you know, he, he's, he's uh, a superhero, but he's not invincible. And so even sometimes Marty can be, Marty can kind of um, overcomplicate some things. He, he uh, uh, looks for original ideas, original approaches, and, and, and sometimes it's not all the way there. And I'm able to kind of step in and say, hey, bring, you know, bring it back. And, and so what it's like working with him, it, it's just like, it's beyond whatever dream you might imagine it to be. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, you know, my history with Marty goes back to when he was doing AIGA grow workshops. And mm. I, I don't know, I think I must've read the brain gap and I drove from Ohio to New York to attend one of his you know, sessions and never dreaming that, I mean, here it's, 25 years later that I, 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 as, as I've gone through level C myself um, and I look back at my writing and I look back at, you know, the model I use, it's like Marty is baked into it. And as much as I try to put my original, my originality on it, my perspective, because, you know, it's important for all of us to have our own point of view too. So we don't sound like a, um, a cover band, 
but I'm, you know, now I am back to reviewing and rereading everything that, you know, I'm learning through level C, you know, how you're framing it through level C, how, you know, Marty has framed it in all of his writing and just like refreshing myself. And um, I've committed myself to, by the time we do master class three, I do master class three, I'm going to master everything in the first two and have read through all the books. And so, but anyway, I wanted this all to be about you, not Marty. Um, but thanks for sharing that. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's like, that would have been something I dreamed of. It's like, Oh, could I've ever thought of that, but that's fantastic to, to hear that perspective on working with them. And, and you do bring such a fresh approach to this. Um, you know, so I was looking at the, um, this little statement you had on your LinkedIn profile where you said what I believe and how I do it. And it reads like this, unless you want to share it. Do you have it memorized? <laughs> I don't, and, the, and, the, and I'm trying to remember exactly what I wrote. So no, lay it on me. Let's go. Okay. One, one statement at a time. There's, there's five statements. The first one yeah. is marketing is the push. Branding is the pull. Why do you, yeah. why do you believe that? So I believe that be actually because of no surprise, something, something that Marty wrote in the brand flip which for those listening, if you don't know, the, the brand flip was uh, Marty's sequel to his most successful and really the, the landscape, the businessscape uh, transforming book, The Brand Gap. So in, in the, the brand flip, there's this section where he's kind of talking about these 10 new laws or these 10 new realities of business and brand. And, and one of them, what uh, he wrote was, People hate being sold to, but they love to buy stuff. And like you, I've read every word the chief has ever written. And of all the things he's written, that is still one of easily the top two or three most provocative things he's written and that I've ever read or heard or even tried to process and wrap my, my arms around. And so... Over the years, as I, was, as I was thinking about this and after we launched Level C and we, we had a new kind of a fresh exposure to this, this professional landscape and, and the professionals serving it, right? Um, we've met so many different kinds of people in different roles with different experiences, different philosophies and, and, and perspectives. And all, all that, that, that diversity tends to kind of get uh, boiled down through uh, uh, consistent questions and comments. And one of the questions we get probably more than anything else is what's the difference between marketing and branding? Or, or, or sometimes it's framed a different way. Why is branding greater than or more important than or more valuable than marketing or vice versa? And Marty and I talk about that all the time and, all, and in, in our, in the breakfast, lunches, dinners, coffees, drinks, you know, eating wheels of camembert cheese and drinking bottles of rosé at his farmhouse in France, like that, this is the stuff we talk about. And I just, I was sketching out my ideas about it one day and, and I just remembered this thing he wrote, people hate being sold to, but they love to buy. And it's just, it's true, you know, you can disagree with it if you want. I'm not going to fall on the sword of absolute truth, but it's a truth that I believe in. And as I was thinking about it, 
I, I was finding myself trying to go down that, that path of, well, brand is more important than marketing because, but then I realized that that's actually not true. It's not entirely true. And what Marty and I do to say, we say it to our classes, we, we've said it as many, as often as we can, they have roles. They both have roles. We would make an argument that marketing has a business role and branding has a brand role. And we, I'm sure we're going to get to that in a few minutes, but they both have equally important roles. They're, they're managed through different lenses. They do overlap or, or they do intertwine rather, um, but there are nuances, there are differences. And so when I think about the sales, selling is important. Sales also has a function, right? Mar and, and, and one is kind of outbound, if you will. And the, the, the what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, I guess the, the flip side is, is kind of inbound. So I thought about it through push and pull. And again, they both, they both have their roles. So that's, that's how I define it. Now, you know, when you get into a conversation with a business owner, with a client, I've found that framing it that way is simple. Right. Going back to kind of Marty's tenets, it's simple, it's easy to understand, it's provocative without being scary. And I've found, and I believe that it has some sex appeal to it as, as, as an overarching concept. If I'm trying to sell an idea, sell my services, you know, whatever, if it can have some sex appeal, great. I think it does. I, I think it's it's not it's not written in pen or like in in permanent ink. There's flexibility to it. There's give and take to it. But when when talking about business functions, when talking about um, business impact, it's it's just what I roll with, and and I find that it gets a really uh, it gets the response that I intended it to get. If this podcast helps you build a beloved brand and gain new customers, please open your podcast app and leave a five-star review so more people can discover and listen to the experts and insights we share every episode. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's you know, acknowledging that it's not an either or, it's that they in a sense are co-equal um, and they have different roles. You know, I'll, I'll often say that you know, marketing helps to build value for the brand, but the brand retains the value. Um, nobody buys a business because they say, hey, your marketing program is great. They buy it because there's value in the brand. And I, and I often think back to, and it may, you may have shared this I don't remember where I heard it about Skype and you know, when maybe it was Dennis Hahn, he shared that Skype, Microsoft bought Skype and then replaced the software with their own uh, platform. So they basically paid billions of dollars for a name, which yep. it just astounds me. Uh, of, and, you know, here, here on the, the West near East, near the East coast, we don't hear about what's going on on the West coast as often, unless we're really paying attention to tech news. You know, but I can't. I, I couldn't remember why I didn't hear about that that great story of that brand value in this name and how much Microsoft paid for it. 
Um, it didn't really click with me until I went into Skype and my Skype name, which was so easy, user friendly before, had changed to like Brian Soy 2719.06, something completely yeah. robotic and anonymous. Like at Hotmail or, or, <laughs> or Microsoft. Yeah, something like that. I, I yeah. remember when that happened. Um, so, but, but, well, yeah, but I mean, like you make, you, well, actually raises a, a whole other issue that, that can be, you know, a day long podcast in and of itself, which is the valuation of brand, right? You know, there's a lot of talk about brand as a business asset. Um, how, it, how can that asset be evaluated? Should it be evaluated? That brings up questions. And, and I know you, you've asked this question before, um, you know, bringing it back to brand. How, how can you have a conversation with the CEO and talk about brand strategy versus business strategy, why both are equally important? Brand is, and, and as, you know, Marty has written about, we talk about it, we teach it, I believe it. Brand is, um, is, uh, uh, is brand is the consumer's agent to the business, right? Brand is, is the bridge, right? That's what brings people to the business. So for people to kind of, you know, for, for business managers, business owners to ask the question, any, any, uh, to ask this question in any relative way, why should I care about brand? Why does brand matter? Why does brand strategy matter? Why do I need to think about it just as much as the business? Why is brand just as important as marketing and sales and advertising and PR. It's because the brand is how you get your customers. If you don't need your customers, if you don't care about your customers, then don't invest in brand. Don't manage it. Don't hire people to run it. Just, you know, good luck with that. And if, and, and people who, people who own and are running businesses in level C's space, our competitors, if you will. If that's going to be their mentality or mindset, if they're going to minimize brand or kind of, uh, yeah, to basically minimize at the very least brand, I'm gonna sit back and just kind of put my hands behind my head, put my feet up on the desk and let them do that because they won't win. Marketing, they may be great marketers and for sure our space is super saturated and overcrowded with really great marketers but in the long term they won't be there we will and right. and, and 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 there are a lot of reasons why but you know they make it all about themselves and what marty and i are doing and trying to do even better. And we're about to kind of reveal our 2.0 version of this. Like we really make it all about you. It's why we don't plaster my face or his face all over our stuff. You know, we're not the hot pink brand, the hot yellow brand, the neon green brand, you know, just with, you know, awesome, super stylized photos of ourselves, making them all about us. We don't have to do that. If we did, if we did a fraction of that, we, it wouldn't even be fair. But we're actually, ironically, we're the worst marketers any of you have ever have ever met, and we're we're okay with that. 
right? But but we we believe in everything that everything we're doing is designed for and geared for you, not for us. We don't want to sell you on anything. We don't want to push anything on you. We want to pull you in. And at the very least, we want to make it easy for you and every student that you sat in and the courses that you've taken with us, we want to make it easy for you to make a choice. That's branding, right? And so, so I guess just to zoom out and then I'll shut up and let you go to the second thing I said. <laughs> you know, people, the other question that people always ask us is what's the difference between brand and branding? Right. Well, you know, we'll go right to Marty's definition. A brand is the consumers, a person's gut feeling, the perception, right, of what we're doing. It's defined by them. So the level C brand is defined by you, Brian Soy, right? You own the brand. Okay. You can believe that. You cannot believe that. You can argue against it, around it, over it. That's okay. It's Marty's philosophy, it's Marty's experience, it's the tenet that we put out. It's okay for other people to have other definitions and other meanings or interpretations, that's totally okay. But we believe that the brand is defined by and owned by you. Branding is what we do. What I, as Level C's owner of the business, it's what I do to influence you. So branding is yours, I'm sorry, the brand is yours, branding is mine. Yeah, great way to put I that. don't I don't want you to do the branding or to lead the influence. I want to have a role in that. And and some people might argue even with that. But start a business. Take responsibility for trying to own it, grow it, scale it, be responsible for paying other people and I think you'll very quickly um, uh, acquiesce to the idea that it needs, there needs to be balance, okay? So you own the brand, I own the branding, and let's meet in the middle. Yeah, now that is such a fantastic way to put it. And, and, and it is exactly how I think about it. Um, you know, one, as a small business owner, this is our 25th year of business. Um, so I've outlasted dozens of, of other agencies, you know, outlasted clients. Um, and, and, and we've always told them, it's like, look, this is not about you. This is about your customers and what they want from your business. You know, how are you going to help them achieve success or solve a problem or, you know, make a difference in the world, depending on, you know, what type of business they're in. And um, yeah, and as you said, the branding is about influencing them, drawing them in. Um, it's um. So it really speaks back to, you know, it's not about standing out. It's about being different. And everybody else is else is out there yelling, you know, quick riches, solve this problem fast. And you're like, no, we're just going to do this this way. And our, you know, I like I like to weave in Seth Godin references. So our minimum viable audience is going to come to us and discover, you know, wow, this is a this is like a best kept secret, and we're going to leverage this to do exactly what they're saying we can do. We can outmaneuver our competition. We can, you know, we can change the, the brandscape and the landscape in our category. Well, and exactly. And that's, that's, what, that's what we're all about. But see, what's, what I think is so interesting about what we're doing is this stuff is so, it's super cerebral, right? 
but at the same time, it demands simplicity and focus. That's, you know, that's our favorite F word in Masterclass One. It's, it's focus, focus, focus. But it's still super heady stuff. And we don't believe that, generally speaking, branding can be templated or formulated or uh, uh, toolkitted, right? There are elements that, that, that uh, uh, make up brand as this big, you know, thing, right? And, and I guess you can make the argument that some of those elements, they, they can be templated or there can be kind of a linear formulaic approach, but generally as, as, a, as a business discipline, as a business art, as a business asset, as a function with business, brand cannot be templated, right? It's, it's a, and, and when I say business art, you know, we really do talk about and, and believe it to be uh, uh, an art form, right? And, and you know, art, art can't be templated. Okay, and so so it can be uh, it can be disciplined. It demands discipline, and it can be practiced. And and eventually, after enough time and practice and success and failure and and shifting and personalizing and internalizing, it in theory can be mastered. And so, what we try to do is frame these principles and teach our students how to think about this stuff rather than just how to do this stuff because you can't teach someone how to do branding. You can teach someone how to think about brand, which will let them figure out how to approach branding, which they have to practice anyway, but I can't teach you, I can, we can't teach anyone how to do branding. And, and people ask me all the time, how did I get to this point? How was I able to start level C? And how was I able to get the master to do this with me? It's very simple. I learned to think and understand brand and all of his principles for myself so that I can command them at will. I can tailor them as needed, right? And I don't have to rely on a template, on a toolkit, on a formula, on a phrase, on a page, on a book. I, I command this stuff at will. That lets me weaponize it. That makes me dangerous. Exactly. That's Love that. What we, that's what we want to do. Templates and toolkits and formulas, they have their place. We, we understand a big part of this community. They just want to be told how to do stuff, right? you know, give me, give me a listicle with, you know, 10 bullet points, the 10 things I need to do, the 10 questions I need to ask for brand strategy, blah, blah, blah. I get it. It's, I struggled, I've struggled with it over the last year. I've struggled with accepting that as the reality, but I've accepted it now. And Marty and I are very clear about what we stand for. We are well ahead of all that stuff. All of that stuff is in the rearview mirror. And we are doing this for people who recognize the value and the, um, the, the, if you will, the, the innovation of being able to think about this stuff so you can command this stuff so that you can weaponize this stuff so that you are more valuable and, and capable than 
the other folks in the space because you're not the only one who's doing what you're doing. No. So that's, that's what we're all about. And at the end of the day, I don't want to sell you on that. I want to help you see it for yourself and just make the easiest decision in reg registering for a class. That's branding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and part of this too is, you know, like you said, people just want to be told how to do stuff. They want their 10 lists. They want a you know, blog article um, that says, hey, here's the 10 things you can do to solve this one problem. And there's, there's no intuition in that. There's, there's no contextualization. Um, you know, a lot of times doing the, the, the discipline of branding is like the discipline of painting, whereas you have the whole palette of colors and you have the whole palette of the medium on which you're going to put the colors. You have your choice of paint, but and, you know, unless you know how watercolor interacts with paper and how to treat the paper, you're going to end up with a mess. Um, mm -hmm. And so it takes that practice of preparation to be able to pr apply it in a disciplined manner. Uh, and it, it's, I mean, it's different for, you know, the, the, the solo financial advisor I met with this morning who, you know, has a referral strategy that he needs in order to get more business versus the, the multinational global corporation that has multiple channels and teams and silos and all that. It's so contextual. And that's what I'm learning. That's, you know, and that's, to, to your credit, to Level C's credit, I mean, I kind of came in thinking, one, I'll, I'll have this process that'll be repeatable. It's like, no, I have a framework now that I can apply, like you said, weaponize it, um, apply it where needed. And, um, and be, you know, thankfully, because I've been a student of the discipline for a long time, I was able to apply it immediately to one client. And I, you know, I started outlining, here's what I'm going to do now. I put inserted some things and the client loves the result. They're, they, they feel empowered. They feel like nothing's going to stop them now. Um, so it's, it's, it's fantastic. If, if anybody listening here on the Everybody Brands podcast um, to Andy Starr from Level C, if you're, if you're um, in the creative space, I would definitely check out levelc.org um, to see what these um, brand, brand certification masterclasses are all about. Um, it is not for the faint of heart. I've shared with people that I come out of those weeks exhausted, that it's not just the 20, you know, 15 to 20 hours of coursework. It's the, gosh, 10 to 20 hours, even though they tell us one or two hours a night, it's the extra time we put in to pull off what seemingly is impossible, um, with a small team that has never met before and is from five or six different parts of the world. Um, but wow, uh, it's, it's so invigorating. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next class, but we, we don't need to talk about that because I'll be all on uh, the levelc.org <laughs> website. Um, so I want to get to this, this next part of your what you believe and how you do it. And you were sure. already hitting on some of the other questions. It's a two-part yeah. one. If it's not scary, it's not innovative. And if it's not innovative, it's not worth it. And that's all the time we have today on the Everybody Brands Podcast with Andy Starr from Level C. We'll be back in another week or so with part two and to hear Andy's response to this thought of if it's not scary, it's not innovative. And if it's not innovative, it's not worth it. If this podcast helps you build a beloved brand and gain new customers, please open your podcast app and leave a five-star review 
so more people can discover and listen to the experts and insights we share every episode. Music from this episode is the track Wrong by Dan Hennig, found on youtube.com slash audio library slash music. Thanks for listening to the Everybody Brands podcast from Brian Soy. You can find more content like this at aspire.com and in the forthcoming book, Everybody Brands, how high-performing companies use storytelling to deepen customer relationships. In the meantime, look for books by Brian Soy on amazon.com and discover resources to help you build powerful brands that inspire and engage at aspire.com slash resources.